when you think about the people who are accessing services for mental health, there's everything from routine to crisis. Now, crisis situations really do need to be handled in person and a high touch and really help that individual. The way it works right now is everyone who accesses the system almost accesses it the same exact way. What this says is if you're seeing someone in, an, for example, with psychiatry, ongoing medication, someone who's, who's very stable, why not allow that to be through telehealth mechanisms so someone who shows up and presents that day or in an emergency room or needs clinic services that day immediately, that's the person you could see in person because now you have additional time available from the various practitioners. By the way, did you know about telehealth? So welcome back to By the Way, Did You Know? And this week we have a, a topic that definitely affects everyone's lives and something we hear a lot about in the news and something our society is trying to deal with, and it's mental health and in and, and, and that area. And I, with me today is Richard Edley, who is the president and CEO of Rehabilitation Community Provider Association, otherwise known as RCPA for, for short. And uh, Richard, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me here today. Appreciate so, Richard, it. give us a little bit about what, first, your organization is, RCPA, and what you do and, and what your role is in our community. RCPA is a human services association representing several hundred, 350-plus agencies, hospitals, members statewide in Pennsylvania through eight divisions of human services, mental health being a very large part. And what we do is really represent them, help provide educational material, certainly meeting with a lot of state legislators, talking about bills and legislation. Funding, of course, is a big issue as well. And certainly this time of year with the budget and with all the issues that are going on and with this bill that's coming out, this is a, a big time, uh, an important time for our members. Yeah, and as a member of the House Appropriations Committee, a day doesn't go by where someone's advocating for, for some type of funding for their organization. And look, that's part, of the, that's part of our job, too. I think one of our most important jobs as, as legislators, especially for those that sit on the Appropriation Committee, is to pass a budget and, and, and to have those conversations. But in any event, today the bill we're talking about is House Bill 2419, which was introduced by Representative Tina Pickett, who is the chairwoman of the House Insurance Committee. And this bill deals with amending the Outpatient Psychiatric Oversight Act. And and really, it's an opportunity to provide more telehealth. Is that your understanding of the bill? Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a specific nuance of the bill. But I wanted to, to even step back. The, the providers that we represent are typically considered the public safety net providers, public sector providers who are really dealing with the most seriously mentally ill, seriously disabled individuals in mental health clinics. In mental health clinics, a lot of what's happened in COVID over the last couple of years is what everyone's talking about, the workforce crisis. So you have a real premium on staff time, clinician time, and particularly psychiatric time, psychiatrists. And that's what this bill really focuses in on. The other thing to remember is we've all been so COVID focused over the last couple of years for obvious reasons. The last meeting I had set up with Department of Human Services when COVID hit was to talk about the workforce crisis. That was before COVID. So we've had years and years of a problem of how do you staff these mental health clinics and how do you get psychiatric time, particularly child psychiatric time. What this bill does is free up some of that time to be done through telehealth, and that's critical. Specifically, something that people don't realize with, with mental health outpatient services is that psychiatrists right now, by regulation, by law, have to provide supervision for clinical staff. 
Well, think about that. Every hour you're providing supervision is an hour you could have been seeing a patient. Right, and, right. And, and so this bill says, why don't we allow it to be done through telehealth? Yeah, and look, I think our something at least we learned through the pandemic. We we say there's we always focus on the negatives of the pandemic, but look, there's some real positives that came out of the pandemic, and some of these waivers that happened during the, the pandemic and relaxed, especially in the healthcare realm, relaxed physicians and psychiatrics and nurses and folks to be able to do their job easier. Now we're trying to make them permanent. I think this is one of those. If I'm not yeah, and it, it's an interesting phenomenon with, with telehealth. There's, there are people who just have this sort of feeling that, well, face-to-face -face is better, but I guess we'll allow telehealth. Where's the data on that? The data actually is the opposite. Telehealth is working very well. And you're right, the, the waivers these last couple of years have allowed increased disciplines providing telehealth, psychologists, master's level clinicians, nurses, and so forth. Also different settings, different media to be used. And what we're finding is that it's very effective, and it's effective for a wide range of diagnoses. So this feeling now, one of the things that we're guarding against as an association is everyone says, all right, COVID's easing up. I guess we go back to face-to-face, -face and we go back and get away from telehealth. And we're saying, why is that? We learned something really important here, that it works. Yeah, absolutely. And look, talk about access to health care. I mean, especially rural health care. I mean, I know we, we, we focus on broadband and, and trying to get those services to everybody across the Commonwealth. But, you know, this is the next step. This might even force that along even further if telehealth starts taking off. And, and we talk about our mental health crisis. This is another area where why not provide access to people and give uh, these, these physicians and psychiatrists more tools in the toolbox, so to speak, to help their patients. Absolutely. And, the you know, a lot of what we talk about with the workforce crisis, I mentioned RCPA is a pretty broad range human services organization. So we, we talk a lot about DSPs, direct support professionals, direct service providers, and the crisis there. And it is a crisis. Sure. Absolutely. But what we don't talk about as much is the exodus of mental health professionals from the field. All of the work, all of the overtime, all the administrative burden, uh, long hours, low pay, people are leaving the field. And so if we're talking about, um, you know, that we have citizens who are in need, we have to find ways to provide the services. There's data out there now where you see 60, 70% increased presentation for services, mental health, drug and alcohol, and so forth. At the same time, we did a workforce study that showed 50% of programs of, of agencies are closing down or cutting back on some of their programs. That's a, that's a massive problem that needs to be surfaced. So looking at the bill itself and just kind of just so folks understand what's going on here. So before the pandemic or before these waivers, 50 percent of, of uh, psychiatric time had to be in person. The other 50 percent could either be remote or some other form, but 50 percent had to be in person. This bill relaxes that, basically adopts the waiver that came out of, of COVID-19 and says that 100% of that time can be via telehealth or however, whatever the, the doctor-patient relationship is. Yeah, it, and it really affects two, two areas. One is exactly what you're talking about that allows telehealth and really locks in the fact that these psychiatrists can perform the work with the patients, with the families through telehealth. But the second part that's really important is that non-billable, non-service time, the supervision. Why would that have to be in-person, on-site, if you could easily do it through tele telehealth or, or, or those mechanisms? So all that time can get freed up, which would, again, allow the psychiatrist to have more time with, with uh, patients. The other thing it does is it expands to physician assistants and certified registered nurse practitioners, CRNPs, who now can do on-site um, 
supervision. So it really takes the system and says maybe there's a better way we can do it, free up really critical needed time. So we talked a little bit about the supervision. Can you just explain a little bit more in detail to folks that might not understand what, what we're talking about there? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing in Pennsylvania with the way mental health licensed clinics are, are run. And again, I'm talking about public sector community mental health centers that it really requires by law that psychiatrists perform oversight and supervision of clinical services. And no one would argue that that's not a, a good thing, but it's an interesting nuance in that if you go to see a private practitioner out in the community, they're not getting supervision from a psychiatrist, but we're saying in mental health clinics with more seriously ill individuals, that's what we want. Great idea, but every time, every hour, and it's a couple of hours a month per FTE, that a psychiatrist has to perform that supervision to really look at what the care is, what the treatment plan is, and so forth, is an hour that could have been seeing a patient in need. So that supervision now, this bill allows that to happen through telehealth, just frees up a lot of needed time and takes other practitioners like PAs and CRMPs and says, you know what, you can provide supervision. Why don't we do this model a little bit differently? We pass lots of laws that burden people's lives and, and you know, cause a roadblocks here. It's nice to actually focus on legislation that's going to give folks tools and give some some people better access and, and more ease to do their jobs. Yeah, and I, I mentioned before administrative burden, you think, well, why do people who have a calling for this, why would they ever leave the field? And it's because when you're working in public sector agencies, there is a lot of oversight, a lot of administrative requirements, a lot of burden. And you could say that there's reason for it. You want to have a lot of quality oversight. But if it's easier to just, you know what, I'll just see a commercial, private insurance, people across the street and put up a shingle, that's a problem. We really should be helping people who really want to be working with the most seriously disabled, the most seriously ill. And, that, and you're absolutely right that this bill, just one small piece in the arsenal, but one piece to help get there. Yeah, and this passed out of the House unanimously. It's over in the Senate right now. Is there anybody that is opposed to this that you're aware of? Not that we've seen, and, that, and that's really, again, going back to these last couple of years, I honestly believe two, three years ago, this bill might have had some trouble passing. It's good to see that all of us have collectively learned something about the importance of telehealth and that it really has been working and it's effective. And so, no, we really have not heard a lot of opposition, so we're very, very hopeful now that it moves to the Senate. Yeah, great, and this is the time of year, usually June is when a lot of bills kind of come back and forth and we and and get to the governor's desk so i'm excited as we head into june and budget season that hopefully this bill is one of those bills that gets to the governor's desk and gets signed into law and, and we, we were talking a little earlier about budget season there's a lot of places where people and, and organizations like mine rightfully are asking for additional funds and it is important. This is one example where we're actually just easing administrative requirements. We're not asking for any money. It's just, can we do business better? Well, thank you, Richard, for being here. Thanks for uh, joining us and talking about this really important issue. And as we head into June, and, and hopefully this bill gets to the governor's desk. And uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. It is an important issue, and I appreciate the time today. Yeah. And this was Richard Edley with RCPA. He's the president and CEO. If you want to learn more information about RCPA and some of the issues that we're working with, uh, please visit our website at uh, paproviders.org. This has been, by the way, Did You Know? Tune in for all of my podcasts at repecker.com slash my podcast.